Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined by Rhino in studio today. And don't forget, today is a good day to plan your very own one-of-a-kind Mississippi trip. And you can do that over at visitmississippi.org. And if you don't have plans for this upcoming holiday weekend, then maybe you want to come out to Canton, Mississippi for the 36th annual Mississippi Championship Hot Air Balloon Fest. Say that 10 times really fast because you'll get to see a wealth of beautiful hot air balloons and their pilots taking their, hopefully their balloons, up into the sky for uh, a beautiful sight. And joining us here on Good Things is a balloon pilot himself, Mr. Ken Johnson. So welcome, Ken. Well, thank you. You are the first hot air balloon pilot I have ever met. Do you hear that often? Uh, well, I appreciate it. I do hear that from time to time, and it's a unique sport or hobby, but um, it, it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun, and I didn't even know where to start to maybe do my homework on having you on the program other than when I was thinking about the championship hot air balloon fest man, I want to talk to a pilot. Somebody's got to get those balloons in the air. And so I was started to learn all kinds of things, like you guys have official names and everything else. So what is your official title when it comes to being a balloon pilot? Well, it's, um, uh, I, I, you know, a balloon pilot or a balloonist is the term most folks use. Um, it's pretty much just a pilot classification through the FAA for certification that you have to have to fly um, a hot air balloon, which they rated as a, um, a, a lighter than air with airborne heater um, is the, the FAA classification, but it's a process you have to go through and take a written test and then a, uh, a check ride um, to make sure you understand and can obey the rules. So no one can just go hop in a balloon full of hot air and just push a button and take off or is it is it even a button well no it's no button to it at all and technically you're not you can't do that legally that's not to say some folks don't do it but uh you have to, for the proper certification it's a um you know it's some studying involved and in learning and you've got to have x number of hours of flight time with another uh with an instructor and then uh you build up your time and then at the point that uh your instructor and yourself think you're ready you take um, a uh, a check ride with a designated examiner. So, Ken, when you were a little boy looking up at hot air balloons every now and then, did you think, man, that's what I want to be when I grow up? It never was in my wildest <laughs> dream to, to so do anything So how did like you that. find yourself doing this? Well, back in 89, we went to Greenwood just to watch a balloon event up there. Uh, we went up there, and we're, we're going to watch a balloon event and then spend the night up there and then come back the next morning. But uh, as we were watching the balloons start 
uh, the pilots start getting them set up that afternoon, I, I realized one guy was by himself, and none of the balloon equipment is lightweight by any means. So he was struggling trying to get his equipment together, and I told my wife, I said, that guy needs some help. And uh, she said, well, he doesn't, you don't know anything about balloons. I said, I know, I, but he can show me. So I eased on over and started helping him, and then she came over with the kids, and he gave the kids who were small at the time a task, you know, to pull a rope out, to do something to keep them occupied and involved in it. So we helped him with the balloon glow that night, and then uh, he said, well, I'm going to need some help tomorrow. So well, we'll be back in the morning. And uh, uh, my wife and I rode uh, the next morning with him in really the first balloon event we ever went to. So what was that first experience like levitating off the ground in just a basket in hot air? It, it it was the most unique feeling, and I'm as funny as it sounds. I'm scared of heights. I get on top of this building. I don't, I don't believe good. you can. <laughs> but I, I, I finally, I said, you know, I may never get another chance. So I better go ahead and take this while I can. And it. It is so different. It's so calm and peaceful. You're moving along with the wind, and it's just a whole different feeling while you're up there. And and then you start watching the pilot. What's he doing to to maneuver the balloon? And and why is he doing that? You know, do I need to be concerned? And realize they know what they're doing. You know, this isn't the first time to get in one. So, um, but it, it was enjoyable. We didn't hit the target that day, but we did have a good flight. Yeah. Well, when you say didn't hit the target, that actually goes into what will be happening in Canton this upcoming weekend, barring that the weather permits. And that's why it's called a championship. Is the fact that you guys don't necessarily compete or rate or race but there is a little bit of a friendly competition to it so walk us through like what will be going on um, in Canton which day is it yeah the actually competition um, portion of the event is on Friday and Saturday morning and what what the, the competition advised we set out a um, at a target we set out a big nylon X 20 foot legs on it and the goal is you have to go out at least three miles out from that te- from that X that we've placed and you fly into it and you have a beanbag with your name and number on it and you try to to throw or if you're real good you set that beanbag on top of that x and then we measure the distance from um, you know the center of that x to your beanbag determine who's first place second and so forth Um, and when i first started uh, when i got my pilot certificate back in uh, 94 i mean gps were just coming out we didn't have the weather i mean if 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 i was even saw the x i was tickled and like a lot of other pilots but this day and time with the technology we have and the ability of, of the weather reporting we get you know more and more folks are getting closer and and uh, getting closer to the x so when you know the difference of i mean other than licking your finger and figuring out like which way the wind is blowing what does the weather report give you that kind of gives you an edge to navigating it well we we usually go to four or five different uh websites and check the weather and then we you call sound fl- like a fisherman was it? the fisherman looking yeah, for the wind right looking for the wind <laughs> Uh, and it's surprisingly not all of them match up. So you got to sort of figure which one you like the best. And also we call flight services just like a fixed-wing aircraft and get a weather report for them and give them our end number from the aircraft, which is the balloon, and, you know, say we're planning on flying, in the, you know, from Canton, Mississippi in the area for the next couple hours or so. And then we take all that and then say, all right, that sounds pretty good. But usually we will turn loose a couple of helium balloons 
wounds and watch those with a compass because that's what it's actually doing at that site you are at that given time. And we we say, all right, weather report saying this, the wind's actually doing this, and so this is where we need to move to try to get in the best position. And what folks don't realize, you may get at 500 feet, and the wind's blowing maybe to the to the um, east, uh, and then you get at 500 feet, it may be curling around going to the southeast, and um, a yeah, thousand feet maybe due south. So the wind is not steady at every altitude there. So that's what we how we control the direction. We may pop up, or we may drop down to get a right turn or left turn to try to steer us into the target and then on to a nice landing field after we pass the target. So there's no like I guess steering wheel within the with the within the hot air balloon really. The only thing we can control is up and down. Do yeah, you ever have no. pilot friends that are just way out there, long way away. Maybe they, they missed it that morning and they're yeah, like, hey Larry, we're over here. That is uh, that happens, and uh, <laughs> I've been be one me. of those myself. But that's all part of yeah. it, and, and it's a unique bunch of guys because we're doing this for fun. And, and you know, if somebody gets out there stuck in a field, this everybody sort of uh, goes over and helps them out. But uh, it's uh, it's a good group of guys, and you know, yes, it's some skill involved in it. But it uh, the 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 peaceful, easy ride that you get getting it. To, you know, uh, it. it outweighs any of the hardships you may have, you know, landing behind a lock gate or something like that and getting equipment out. I never thought about having to come down and then land. And if you don't land in, you know, the right spot, it's not like you can just climb over the fence. You have to get your whole balloon up and over wherever you need to go. So if you did, if you were that person who got stuck or not stuck, maybe the wind just took you in a different direction. I mean, how do you get back home? Well, actually, you you have a chase crew that's following you in your chase vehicle, whether it's a truck or or, or a van pulling a trailer or whatever. And and usually they've been doing this long enough. They've got an idea what the wind currents are doing and where you're headed. And um, ideally, you want to land in a spot that they can drive right up to you. Um, Because equipment's heavy. Uh, My basket with the burners about um, three to 400 pounds, the envelope itself, is about 250 pounds, so it takes several people. If you got to, um, you know, carry one out of a, a from behind a light gate, um, you need some folks to help you. So ideally, you uh, you try to land where they can drive up to you, or if you land in a spot and the crew comes up and they say this gate's locked, you may want to consider flying over to the next field where they can uh, can you know drive up to you to make. Saying them. all things go right, you make it to the X, Mr. Ken. Will all the balloons sort of be able to land in a big field? Is that sort of the way that it's set up? It, usually, it is. We we. A lot of times require them to fly on a little bit further past the X, so they'll be out of the other out of the way of additional balloons coming in. Well, we still got more coming up next with Ken Johnson. He is a hot air balloonist coming up with the championship hot air balloon fest there in Canton coming up this weekend. We got more with him coming up next.
This show was previously recorded. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 85. Tonight, a 60% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 70. Your Saturday, sunny skies, high near 89. Saturday evening, mostly clear, low around 66. And for Independence Day, sunny conditions, high near 92. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gludstadt, just south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture. With all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving, the farmer's market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to a total transformation. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gladstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Halito, it's time for the 71st Choctaw Indian Fair, July 14th through the 17th. Live on the main stage, music's rising stars, Jimmy Allen, Zach Williams, and Brett Young. Experience Choctaw cultural arts, food, dancing, plus everyone's favorite carnival rides. Get your war paint on with the Res Run starting 7 a.m. Saturday, or test your strength with the Iron Warrior competition. And new this year is the inaugural Cornhole Tournament. Visit ChoctawIndianFair.com and like us on Facebook. Hope to see you there. Hachapis Lechke. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. This show was previously recorded. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. 
Mississippi has so many good places for you and your family to eat, stay, and play. We hope you take some time today to go to visitmississippi.org to explore a little more. Now, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live on supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from your Supertalk Mississippi app if you've downloaded that on your smartphone or tablet. We hope you know the best way to listen to our show each day is going to always be on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station, which you can get anywhere across the state. And I would assume, Ken, that there are balloonists from across the state that will be coming into Canton this weekend for the 36th annual Mississippi Championship Hot Air Balloon Fest. <sighs> I'm re- all my air is going out by just by just naming it, but it is a good time. It happens, obviously. I don't think it got to happen last year thanks to COVID, or did y'all yeah, have yeah, sort we of Yeah, we were able on a smaller scale have it, um, and, uh, you know, it just – People, we thought people needed to see something that would make them smile, and you know we uh, we asked the people to stay that came out to stay socially distant or stay in their automobile or the or whatever. But we uh, we did have have a gathering on a on a, a much smaller scale. I would think one of the biggest joys out of being a balloonist or a pilot of a hot air balloon, Ken, would be seeing families and children and adults' faces light up when they see. These machines, I guess you call them, or aircrafts, do their thing. It, it is, and that's what I get a kick out of. To, when you hit the burner, especially if you're doing a blue and glow in the evening as it gets dark, you hit that burner, everybody's lights light up. Uh, the little kids, the adults, you can have someone that's been out of shape, and you hit that burner, see a, several of them light up. They, they can't help but smile, you know, so that's what's um, I get. And, and, and I get a kick out of if I land in an um, uh, area close to residential area, and there's little kids that have come out with their parents and all. I, I ask them to come out and, hey, help us get this thing <laughs> packed up. land in my backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming out already. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it's usually, it's what's so funny, if, in a rural area you're flying, you fly over somebody's um, house or near them, and they're out on the porch early in the morning reading a paper, listening to the radio, drinking a coffee, and they hear that burner. And they, that's all they hear, just a burner hit every three or four seconds. They look around, they look up, they see you. And they say, am I really seeing what I think? I and then they turn around. They go inside to wake up the rest of the family. But they, they need to check one more time to make sure that is a hot air balloon that they're seeing. And they'll look back out and say, yep, and they'll go back in and wait, bring everybody out. Oh, that has to be uh, so much fun for, for just the spectator as well, for the pilots. And I know, I mean, this festival has to be a good time to be the 36th annual. Usually things that last decades mean that folks enjoy getting out and coming to it. So what all do you will be going on in Canton? I know you're part of the balloon uh, specific fest, but there there is something for the family this weekend from Thursday through I want to say Sunday. Or, well, yeah, right. or Saturday. Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, we're starting off with what we call the launch party or kickoff party on Thursday afternoon up on the square in Canton there. And uh, uh, the the band Doctors Are Amazing Funk Monster, which is a heck of a band that plays all over the South. They'll be playing on the square there beginning at six o'clock on Thursday. And our plan is to have a weather permitting a few balloons fly over the area that afternoon. And there'll be a couple of food trucks up there and um, you know just a um, you know a laid back easy going time up there. And also we've got uh, from what I understand three people that would have won the uh, Mississippi Songwriters Awards this past year will up there will be up there singing their songs as well. So that's on um, 
Thursday afternoon, we'll have a competition flight Saturday, excuse me, Friday morning, beginning 6, 6.30 time frame at the multipurpose complex. Uh, our goal is to fly into the field there at the multipurpose complex, but there again, depending on the, the wind condition, though, we may fly out of there headed to a target. Friday afternoon, we come down to Richland, the North Park Mall, and do the balloon glow there. They've got a host of, of, of bands lined up for that event down there, and they put on a fireworks show there. And then Saturday morning, we'll be back at Canton, and we'll be setting up, uh, doing another competition flight, coming into the field, weather permitting. Uh, and then Saturday afternoon, we will do Saturday evening. We've got um, uh, a DJ spinning records for us. There'll be some activity, other activities going on. Then we'll do a blown glow and then a heck of a fireworks show uh, afterwards there. You're going to be a busy man, Mr. Ken. It, it, yes, it's, um, it keeps you on your toes a little bit, but, you know, it's fun. We uh, we have a good time. Doing I would it. have to think that being a balloon pilot, or balloonist, as you call it, um, flying hot air balloons, you are a, it's a tight-knit community of pilots. It, so it, where are some of the pilots coming from? Um, are they are there other pilots like you across the state <laughs> that the, are coming in to, to, to fly? Yes, there's uh, probably five or six pilots from here in Mississippi that attending this year. Uh, we've got... Uh, pilot coming into Florida. We got a couple coming in, actually three coming from Alabama, uh, three or four from Louisiana, and one from Missouri. So, and it's a tight-knit group of folks. And what's so funny, most of us, we don't know what the other guy does for a living. We're just out there enjoying what we're doing and, and having a good, and nothing else work-wise makes a difference, you know. And I would assume once you get a bird's-eye view of really the world, then you start to realize really what's most important. That's right, yeah. And that's mm. getting the balloon down. So how do you <laughs> well, get the balloon down? Yeah. Actually, the balloon, as you're flying, the balloon is cooling off, so it wants to start dropping. So if you get up at altitude, let's say 1,000 feet, and you want to fly level, you have to hit that burner every three to four seconds and, and it's about like riding a bicycle once you get in sync with it you know it just happens you know and so you've got to hit the burner put a little bit more heat in it fly level now if i want to climb i may hit that that burner more often or let it burn for a little bit longer and generate more heat in the envelope and let it climb if i want to drop i'll slow down on those burns and let it start cooling off and start gradually falling now we have what we call a red line in it, which goes up to the top of the balloon, and it will let heat out. We can pull that red line and dump some heat out. If we want to fall a little bit faster than what it wants to, uh, given that temperature, we'll pull that red line and dump some heat and get a faster descent going. You talk about your burner. Again, these are silly questions from someone who just has no idea. So do you have, like, a gas tank on there? Like, is there a fuel tank? Is yes. there What's burning? All right. We've got uh, – we use propane. So uh, depending on the balloon system, you may have one, two, three maybe four propane tanks in in the in the system with you uh, they are are, are uh, go through some hoses up to the actual burners which are, are above your head there and uh, they heat up the the air you hit the burner burners put out about 15 million BTUs of heat that is a lot of heat um, and but you need to warm that air up quickly to either climb you know or to get it inflated there so that's how we we fly so um, now one of my systems has a du um, dual tanks and dual burners so worst case scenario in, a, in an event I can cut shut one off and fly the other one but the equipment you have to have it inspected by FAA certified examiner uh, or repair station every year or every hundred hour, hundred hours of flight time so 
it's they're well maintained. So um, just as any other aircraft is, because um, your, our goal is to be safe and and stay uh, uh, up on the regulations and make sure we're we're doing what we need to do. Where do you store them? I feel like they come down. It's not going to be like a hangar, like you would keep your you know helicopter or your you know your twin engine or whatever it may be. So where where Mr. Ken are your balloons? Well, y- you can't leave them running in time to a tree. So that just doesn't pan out. So you've got to uh, the envelope itself folds up well fold you actually um, we call it stuffing it in the bag it's a big envelope bag um, my larger balloon holds 90,000 cubic feet of air uh, that's equivalent of 90,000 basketballs my smaller one holds 54,000 cubic feet of air um, but I have I, my personal setup is I've got two different trailers I keep one in one trailer one so I've got uh, you know I'm I'm ready to go it's maybe a couple of things I may move from one trailer to the other but I keep them, um, you know, in a trailer ready to hook up and go. When you mention, Mr. Ken, folding up your hot air balloon and going back into an envelope, I just envision me trying to put a mattress back into its box that it came out of, or, trying to, or not a mattress, or like a duvet comforter, or maybe, you know, your sleeping bag trying to put it back into whatever it came in. It never goes in the way it came out so it was i mean is it a little bit better system than that well not really <laughs> <laughs> not really it and what we, once we land and realize a crew can get to us we pull that red line like i mentioned earlier we dump the heat out and that envelope will lay down all right then the with the next step you've got a milked envelope and basically you just go down and squeeze it and that's when you try to get every person available all the kids from the neighborhood or, or everybody and you just squeeze the air out of it uh, because you can't get it back in that envelope if it's got much air in it and it's just a process of, of like stuffing a sheet in the pillowcase or something it's uh you know and that's where the the work per se comes you know when you load it back up but that's part of it. you've already had to fly it everything's good and you just got to do the uh you know the grunt work to get it packed back up Pack but, back uh, up. well we're packing back up with ken johnson here on good things more questions for this hot air balloon pilot if you got any 601 87 Nine four three nine five. I'm going to ask him about mosquitoes coming up next. This show was previously recorded. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. 
I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. Come shop the freshest locally grown fruits and vegetables, meats, and other farm-raised products at the Mississippi Farmers Market every Saturday from 8 to 1. While there, you can grab breakfast or lunch at the City Limits Cafe and shop our new Genuine Mississippi store for unique items made right here in Mississippi. The store is also open weekdays 11 to 1 every day. All this at the Mississippi Farmers Market, 929 High Street in Jackson, right near the fairgrounds. Y'all come see Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Shrimp. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Fresh Gulf Oysters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Your Fresh Seafood Headquarters. Gulf Seafood Outlet. Highway 51 in Ridgeland, just past Lake Harbor Drive. 601-790-9407. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to two men in a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. With all the disruption in all businesses lately, our clients at PeopleEase didn't miss a beat. Did you struggle to get the necessary records required for COVID relief programs such as PPP, ERTC, or FFCRA? Will you be ready next time? Our clients at PeopleLease are ready. Call PeopleLease today at 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit our website, PeopleLease.com. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I was surprised the other day when I got a phone call asking if we sold guns. We sell lots of guns. We have the largest selection of firearms in this area, including over 100 AR-type guns priced from $5.99 on up. We also just got in a huge shipment of ammo, including such hard-to-find calibers as 380, 9mm, and 223. No limit on quantity and no inflated prices. Check out our website, rangebyjimmyprimos.com, or like us on Facebook. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Whatever Mother Nature dishes out, No Drip Roofing and Construction can take care of it. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A national outbreak of salmonella infection linked to backyard poultry has hospitalized more than 100 people and is responsible for one death. A third of infections are in young children, and according to the CDC, nine people in Mississippi have become sick. You're advised to wash your hands after handling live poultry or their eggs. From fireworks to flaming coals, there are plenty of fire hazards present at most 4th of July celebrations. Waste management wants to make sure you dispose of them properly. After you shoot your fireworks, the company advises you to soak them in water and let them sit for at least 15 minutes before throwing them away. This will ensure that they don't reignite while they're in your trash bag. Along those same lines, ashes or hot coals should never be placed into a trash container. For more information, find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Big head Todd and the monsters are coming. Saturday, July 17th, Wicked Weed Brewing presents the, the Twilight, Twilight Concert, Concert Series at Renaissance. Tickets are on sale now at Ardenland.net. Don't miss Big Head Todd and the Monsters with Southern Avenue and South of Eden live at Renaissance. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group and Ardenland. 
I'm Attorney General Lynn Fitch. My office is leading a statewide initiative to provide you with the tools to recognize human trafficking. Go to AttorneyGeneralLynnFitch.com to learn more. Together, we can be the solution. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time on air and online at supertalk.fm. Welcome to summertime in Mississippi. It's hot out here. It's so hot out there. As we always say, welcome to the state with the purest form of humidity. The hottest talk all summer long. Heat's on, baby. Heat's on. Super Talk Mississippi. Available on the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. This show was previously recorded. Rebecca Turner. She looks healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. you need to know to plan a Mississippi adventure can be found over at visitmississippi.org. And don't forget, what's coming up fast is our ninth annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon. And we're happy to say that it will be right here on Super Talk Mississippi, July 15th. Now, every year there are children across Mississippi that need a loving home. And this is our time of year to get to talk about all the good things that Palmer Home for Children does. Don't forget, they are a faith-based organization. They don't take any government money, and they need your help. So one way you can get started helping the Radiothon is by providing us something to put on the auction. So if you've got a service or if you've got uh, maybe a cool art collection or memorabilia, whatever it may be that you think would be good for an auction item, then just let us know. You can email donate at supertalk.fm and they will take care of you from there. But remember, whatever you donate and the money that is raised with that is just like you writing a check for Palmer Home for Children. We're continuing our conversation, though, with hot air balloon pilot or balloonist Ken Johnston. He is going to be part of the 36th annual Mississippi Championship Hot Air Balloon Fest. It is coming up this week from Thursday through Saturday in Canton and the surrounding uh, metro area. We've had several of you ask questions on the C Spire text line for our balloonists because like me, you're the same. You don't get to talk to them very often, um, which you probably find that too, Mr. Ken. Okay, someone asked me to ask you about mosquitoes in Greenwood early in the morning. That is a very specific question, Mr. Ken. Well, obviously that person maybe is uh, crude or been around balloons before because it's an early morning sport and late afternoon. And yes, you get into uh, a uh, an area with high weeds or grass uh, up in the Mississippi Delta, you're going to run into mosquitoes. Uh, and that's just part of it you know you keep bug spray in in your vehicle and and coat yourself with bug spray and just put up with it but the the enjoyment you get out, out of it far outweighs the mosquito issue you have to deal with once you get high enough though in altitude do they kind of leave you alone or do they i mean because them little suckers you have to reach a point where they just quit breathing yeah. right <laughs> well i i, I 
and that's a good question. I have never noticed mosquitoes as I'm flying. Usually it's more on the ground there. But you got to remember, I'm moving with the wind. Uh, because if I'm flying, if I feel the wind blowing, I'm going to change direction or speed. So I've got to anticipate something different getting ready to happen. And so, you know, it, it, the mosquitoes will be doing about the same thing. Yeah, they can go against the wind a little bit, but they're moving along with you up at altitude. But very rarely have I experienced mosquitoes up high. You mentioned altitude, and someone asked, that was Jeff in Oxford, what is the maximum altitude that you've ever flown your balloon up to, and then do your knees shake at that yeah. altitude? I've flown up to about 8,000 feet, and really, it, it's not much different up there. It, it's it's not really as much fun because you're, you're so high. You have more fun or, 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 or it's more enjoyable, um, you know, staying with, uh, you know, anywhere from uh, 1,000 feet to 15, 1,800 feet, depending on the area you're flying in, because you can see more of the terrain. You can see the people on the ground. You can see the wildlife. Uh, you get up too high, and it's just like flying an airplane. Well, there goes a car, you know, right. down there. But you get, you know, within that 1,000 uh, to 2,000 foot range, you, you can see more of what's you pass by every day and have never noticed and before. people can still recognize you at that height too. they can still recognize you and um and you'd be surprised because there's no uh, vegetation anything between you and them to block the sound waves you can talk to folks um you know a greater distance if they're on the ground and you're up in the air there that would be a very surreal experience i too would have to check to make sure i didn't pour the wrong thing in my coffee cup <laughs> If I saw you come across my backyard one morning, Bobby and Hazelhurst asked Mr. Ken if you are up there in your balloon and the wind picks up to 10 or 15 miles an hour and you try to land, do you start to get drug across the ground? Yes, you you will get drug across the ground because you've got to think of this as a sailboat that you can't take the sail down real quick. And that's why we fly so early in the morning, late in the afternoon. Um, anything you know up over 10 miles an hour, it's going to, um, you know, it's not going to be a, 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 a very easy landing. It's, and we land in it all the time, but you just need a larger field because they're not going to come to a complete stop. You know, they're going to hit and bounce a little bit and drag. Uh, but so, but you need to plan on that accordingly. And most of us carry GPSs in the balloon with us, so we know how fast we're going. And usually at, 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 at ground level, it's not blowing as fast as it is on, on the, uh, as it is at altitude so you may want to come down uh, in altitude and get to a lower wind and bleed off some of that speed before you land there speaking of equipment someone asked does the balloon operator that be you mr ken have communication with air traffic control we we carry radios uh aircraft radios with us we hardly ever really no need to talk to uh, air traffic control uh, uh you know other than we get in that airspace up high but we carry our aircraft radio especially if we're flying around um you know an airport and we need to talk to them or if there's other planes let's say crop duster or, or small uh, fixed-wing aircraft in the area. We may get on a common channel say, hey, hot air balloon, such and such here. We're in this area. I just want to make sure you see us. And usually they'll see us before we'll see them. Yeah. Let's talk about your crafts or craft. Do you have one or two balloons? I've got two balloons. Yes. So how long did you did it take for you to accumulate two? Like how do you even – where do you, is there a market for hot air balloons? There is a, a market for hot air balloons. There are several manufacturers in, in the U.S. here and several overseas. And it's like 
uh, I sort of relate it to a, a bass boat or a pontoon boat or a ski boat. Usually you don't buy a new one your first first one. You pick up a used one anywhere seven, eight, nine thousand dollars and then if you like it enough you maybe step on up and buy a brand new one and design the color and the and the, the scheme yourself if you want to do that. Um, but there is um, some used systems out there on the market. Um, my larger balloon holds ninety thousand cubic feet, and then the smaller one fifty four thousand. So, what do they look like when they're blown up? Um, one, my larger one is a um, it's it's light blue with multicolor spear points on it. Um, a smaller one, uh, and it's ideal for the uh, upcoming fourth of july it's red white and blue with stars on the top so um it's uh, people get a kick out of it coming up around fourth of july and if people check out super talks twitter or facebook page they'll see uh your picture of your balloon uh the fourth of july one up is the one i used to to talk about the fact that you were coming on to chat with us here on good things now like boats or other sort of aircrafts do you name your balloons well yeah most people will name it and that was always the uh the big challenge what do you name your, your balloon and we had a balloon named naming party at our house one night and uh, so we had several different names and then the next morning um, somebody called and said I've got a perfect name and they said you need to, to name your balloon highly contagious and they and they spelled that H-I-L-E-I-G-H and then K-E-N-T-A-G-I-O-U-S and my wife's name is Lee L-E-I-G-H so that's how they came up with that name for my wife and myself and it sort of stuck and, and it's sort of contagious if you either you're going to like it or you're not right off the bat I mean, oh, you know. I agree because there's those that's listening to good things are like oh this is great but never in a million years would I do that and there's others like me who's like ooh I want to know more when can I go you're you're, there's nobody that's kind of like, ah, I don't know. But back in 89, I think you said, right. you took the opportunity to say, hey, I'm never going to get another opportunity. And fast forward, what, 40 years and look right. where, where you're at. You mentioned, Mr. Ken, your kids don't know, didn't know a childhood without hot air balloons. What a unique experience to grow up with a dad who has a hot air balloon. Yeah, they it, to them, it sort of got old hat because they had done it so much. But uh, uh, their friends got a kick out of spending the weekend at our house because they knew there may be a chance that they get to go ride in the balloon. And, uh, you know, and, and the friendships they made, you know, as we traveled around the southeast going to different events. And um, and I gave each one of them a task that they were to do and help setting up and taking down the system. So it, it everybody had a task to do. So, um, you know, it turned out, and I think it helped them in their life skills as far as working with people that they didn't know because we're usually assigned some crew at these events um, and first time to meet them so it uh, I think it helped them in later on in life do you think they'll have you think they will become their own hot air balloon pilots or are they just leaving that to dad you know that's a good question my son sort of mentioned every now and then he may want to do it and uh, the three grandkids they get a kick out of it so it's hard to say I'm not gonna push them one way or the other but at least they have been associated with it and got to experience it and the decision is theirs now well you have definitely given us something to experience differently when it comes to learning about hot air balloons and all that goes into flying one of them suckers and so now everyone has the opportunity 
opportunity to come out this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to Canton for the um, Hot Air Balloon Fest. Where do we go for more information on that, Mr. Ken? Yeah, you can go to uh, the Canton Tourism website uh, for more information. Uh, Also, Good Samaritan uh, here in Jackson is one of the the sponsors of the event. They're planning on a bicycle ride and fun ride, uh, fun walk for the kids on Saturday morning. Uh, So that how often do you get to ride a bicycle or do a fun run and have a hot air balloons fly over in the area? So it's a unique experience in itself. And you can also buy uh, golf balls for $20 to be dropped out of a hot air balloon with a chance to win $5,000. You can learn more of that on their website at goodsamaritan.org, I do believe, or right. over at Balloon Fest. Yep. So many cool things happening, Mr. Ken. Thank you so much for your time. But you guys stick with us. We've got more for you coming up next. This show was previously recorded. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Ream Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right, because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence is your one-stop shop for AR-15s, parts, and accessories. They have a certified in-house Cerakote facility, and they offer a 100% lifetime warranty with on-site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit 144 Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free Guardian rifle of your choice. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence, where custom is our game. What are the kids singing about? You know that game Whack-A-Mole? Yeah. Well, the kids think the car tires are like the mallet and those awful potholes are... Oh, I get it. That's kind of cute. Really, Mom? Tell that to my wheels and tires. Ugh. Here in central Mississippi, our roads are loaded with potholes. That's bad news for your wheels and tires. Stop by the Tire Depot for fast service or new tires. Tire Depot at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byram. This is the Afternoon Agri-Market Report for the Mississippi Network. I'm Bob Sullender. The House Appropriations Committee on Wednesday approved the fiscal year 2022 agricultural appropriations, including amendments that would limit poultry line slaughter speeds and forbid the ownership of farmland by the Chinese government and its subsidiaries. The China Amendment was brought by Representative Dan Newhouse, Republican from Washington, and includes a provision that would make any land currently owned by China ineligible for the farm programs and subsidies. The committee also adopted by voice vote an amendment by Representative Barbara Lee, Democrat 
from California that would revoke 16 waivers granted during the COVID-19 pandemic to meet poultry plants to increase line speed for moving animal carcasses. The overall bill includes $26.6 billion fiscal year 2022 agricultural spending, a 12% increase in discretionary funding from the enacted fiscal year 2021 level. The bill would provide $2.9 billion increase in discretionary funds for the USDA, Food and Drug Administration, and Commodity Futures Trading Commission. For the Mississippi Agri-News Network, I'm Bob Sullender. Protect your post-harvest grains and your bottom line from profit-robbing insects. For pennies per bushel, a tank mix of Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist gives you the long-term control of an insect growth regulator and the knockdown power of a broad-spectrum insecticide with enhanced efficiency. Help protect your grain with Diacon IGR Plus and PBO8 Synergist from Central Life Sciences. For more information, contact your local dealer or visit bugfreegrains.com. Farmers can't choose the weather, trade policy, or market prices, but they can choose the most advanced dicamba with confidence. Ingenia herbicide has the lowest volatility of all dicamba salts for more successful on-target applications, and it's straight from the dicamba experts, BASF. So make the confident choice for your soybean crop. Talk to your BASF rep or authorized retailer. Ingenia herbicide is a U.S. EPA restricted-use pesticide. Additional state restrictions may apply. Always read and follow label directions. Your midday meeting place, The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1, here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi getaway. All you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. And if you want to know how you can help out our friend JT, who is undergoing treatments for cancer, you can do that by showing up and giving blood. You can find a spot over at msblood.com or call 888-90-BLOOD to find a place to donate. And when you do that, make sure you let them know that you are there to donate blood or platelets for JT Williamson. And they will put you on the list um, as he getting credit for for your donation. So a great way to do that. Again, you can go to msblood.com to find a location near you. And if you've been near or on Facebook today, I hope you've seen the flub that I did, that I feel like some of you are like, man, I've been there. Others of you are like, you're standing in that gap alone by yourself, Rebecca, and that's fine. I will own up to my um, to my fails for sure. But I was in the grocery store and I needed zucchini and I was in a hurry and I was sleep deprived. <laughs> I don't know if I was sleep deprived or not. And I came home and I went to make my recipe and I pulled out my zucchini and started chopping it and it's cucumbers. <laughs> well, I realized that it was cucumbers before I started chopping it. I'm not that disassociated to what the two vegetables, you know, look like. But they're both right there near each other in the grocery store and they're both green and have the similar sort of shapes. And I just grabbed them and ran. I didn't really even think about it that hard until I got home. And yes, I, I went through all the steps. I bought them. I checked them out. I got them home. I put them in the refrigerator. And it just never dawned on me that maybe I had picked up the wrong thing until I actually needed the thing. And you know, won't work for any recipe that calls zucchini? Cucumbers. Not an air one. Not 
not know which way form or fashion unless you're eating them raw. <laughs> I was about to say you could use them raw in a salad. <laughs> that is about as far as the, how both of them can go. But if you remember way back when, I made this same similar mistake on the bean aisle. What I thought was I was getting, what was it, corn? I was I ended up with, oh, what are those things that are not that's not corn but looks like corn? It looks like kernel corn, but it's not. Anywho, I'll look Hominy? Yes. And my husband was like, what in the Sam Hill have you put in the taco soup? We had the the biggest discussion until I went to the trash to pull out to try to prove that it was corn. To my surprise, I did not buy corn. I bought I bought hominy. So to my surprise today, I did not buy zucchini. I had bought a uh, wealth of cucumbers. So, Rhino, have you ever made a flub in the grocery store? Oh, I've made many flubs in the grocery store. I don't think I've ever gotten those two confused, though. Well, I mean, it wasn't like I said. It was just a quick oops, you know, until you got home. And I'm not alone. There are others on the Good Things Facebook group that are at least raising their hand and saying, I have made the same mistake of some kind before where you thought you were buying one thing and then you get it home and you realize it's something completely completely different usually my flub is i've accidentally grabbed the diet or sugar-free or 10 calorie or whatever version because it's right next to the regular i've done that twice now with cool whip where i've accidentally taken the fat-free cool it's like the universe is talking to me but if you're getting cool whip get the real cool whip it's cool whip true story If you're putting cool whip on something you're not thinking about fat-free well, and then sometimes you go and you see where, like, they'll say that this was whatever, and then you're you're in a rush and you just grab it, and then you realize it got swapped or it got messed up, or maybe it was mislabeled or there was a there was a life choice that was made on that aisle. <laughs> I think the worst one I've ever had was in the frozen food section. I was looking for frozen mangoes for smoothies, and I wound up with frozen cantaloupe. And I'm not a big fan of cantaloupe. No. If well, those smoothies were not good. Wouldn't have been good with cucumbers either. So if you've got a good recipe for cucumbers, I am in the market for them, other than pickling them, which so many of you have shared. Just turn them into pickles, and that's cool. I may do that, or I may just also just chop them up and enjoy them in salads or make some hummus or do something fun with them and every time i'll look at them i'm going to laugh because i'm like oh face palm like really rebecca this is what you did but hey look i'm not the only one that's ever just been busy in the grocery store like lonnie said cilantro not parsley and so the herbs can be one of those things you just grab a bunch and you think you're getting one thing and you get it home and that's two different herbs that herbs or spices that you really can't intertwine you can't really put cilantro anywhere that you could put parsley yeah especially if you have a lot of the same brand of spices or herbs and you've got the like say the little little blue metal canister and you've got one that's ginger and one that's cinnamon so when it's when it's coming out it even looks kind of similar but Cinnamon in cooking versus ginger in cooking are two totally different parts of the world. Yes. You know what had not been good in my fajitas today? Baked cucumbers. <laughs> Baked zucchini's good. Yes. A little Parmesan. Yes. 
Anywho, conversation never ends ever on the Good Things Facebook group. We would love for you to join us there. Stick with us. You got more coming up next. The boys from 3 to 6 with Sports Talk Mississippi. Rhino and I will be back tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. This show was previously recorded. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.